Yo, what up, everybody? Uh, so today is uh, June, I think the 20, 26th, eh? June 26, 2021, it's about 441. It's been, I guess, I said the last one was June 14th that I did. So I guess it's been 12 days, not quite two weeks. Shit. Uh, well, actually, I've been meaning to do this episode for some time. Uh, but I was been I've been watching and doing a bunch of shit. I've been working, work's been busy this week, so we got a little bit backed up, but oh shit, there's a bunch of stuff I wanted to talk about. That the ending of the handsmaid's tales obviously happened. Um I didn't know that it had happened, but it, I guess it did. It was the season finale uh last week, because this week there was no new episode. So we could talk about that shortly. I wanna talk about a show on Amazon Prime called Invincible. I'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, Loki episode three came out. That happened. I've also watched um, the beginnings of Godzilla Singular Point, which I'll probably wrap that up next for next week's episode. Um, I went to Santa Barbara. That was another thing I want to talk about. That I don't know if I talked about that the last episode or not, but. I got a bunch of stuff I can talk about now, so now I don't need no, need no fucking, uh, oh, I don't know what I'm going to talk about this week or that week or this week. Lorna Short also dropped an album. I got tickets to Knock Loose. I'm trying to get tickets to the Acacia Train Tour. Uh, so there's a bunch of stuff happening music-wise as well. Tours are coming back. Shitty tours. The shitty tours are coming back. And they might actually get shittier. Let's talk, let's start there. So tours coming back. I'm within an eyelash away. I might pull the trigger this week because I got the money too. I might pull the trigger and get two tickets to go see the Acacia Train, Dying Wish, Kublai Khan, and I think there's somebody else I'm missing. Harm's Way is also on that tour, but they, they take over like the East Coast tours. Kublai Khan's on the West Coast. Um, I think it's, it's going to be the Acacia Train, Kublai Khan, somebody else in Dying Wish. Um, but either way, that I mean, that tour rocks. I, I was like two days late to the show in Anaheim, which is now sold out. Been sold out. I've been looking for tickets on StubHub. It's not happening. Um, I'm kind of bummed that I don't. But I mean, I'll go to Arizona, which I'm like I'm leaning heavily because I found out that that's also Thanksgiving weekend. Leaning heavily, heavily, and just going. Um, as my brother told me the other day, he's like, if I had got tickets, I was like, no, but he's like, get the tickets, and if they pop up on StubHub, then I could just sell those ones, and and I told him, well, I was kind of waiting for something to pop up on StubHub for the case train, like, because people buy up tickets, and then, you know, sometimes things happen along the way. He said, well, if that happens, then you could, even if you spend 80 bucks a ticket for the two nights, or 80 bucks per night, you know, 160, probably be cheaper than driving all the way out to Arizona, seeing the shows, having to get a little hotel, roach motel, whatever, and then, you know, come back. That's what I was thinking. So, But I was waiting, but I may end up having to get these tickets for Arizona, which actually probably would be better because it's Friday and Saturday, and the ones for Cali are Sunday, Monday, which yeah, I'm okay, you know, I'd be okay with if it was right here because – uh, I can just go to work Monday and then leave work early Monday, get out to Anaheim, and then, you know, rock it again. It's also, they're going to do It Comes in Waves in its entirety, and I guess a couple other songs, which I'm assuming Slow Decay is in there. And then the, ne- the next night, night two, is Wormwood, which uh, Wormwood, for me, we're talking the Acacia Strain. I mean, that is big. Because I think they, you know, Death is the only is the only mortal. It's probably, I mean, I think that's everybody's least favorite album of the band. Even though I do like Mouth of the River and um, you know, a couple of other songs on there that I'm like, wow, like that song is good. It's not necessarily the Acacia Strain, but it's a good song. Um, but, the, the, you know, the, um, 
can't think. Coma Witch came out. Fantastic. Grave Bloom came out. It Comes in Waves came out. Slow Decay has come out. And I think these are all, these, I mean, their body of work for the Kitchen is amazing. Just, their, their body of work is amazing. As musicians, as a band, you know. One of my more favorite bands and musicians. So, I mean, it's just one of those things. Like, yo, I'm caught up in mad traffic right now. But, uh, so that's a phenomenal tour. This Knock Loose tour is Knock Loose, Gate Creepers, and another band. Um, that should rock. I'm only going to one night in the showcase. You know, so what I'm saying is those shows rock. However, there's some <coughs> a little COVID cough there. Um, and speaking of COVID, let me. Where I think the world is coming back online, most people that want to get vaccinated have been vaccinated. And if you get COVID, if you get, let me put point this out. If you get COVID right now, and you're like 60, 50, 70, 48, and you get diabetic or whatever the fuck you are, if you get COVID and you die of COVID for being a fucking idiot, I mean, literally, you, you I mean, I don't even know if, should, should I applaud you or like, I mean, you, you got to be a dumb motherfucker. A dumb motherfucker to be doing that. A dumb motherfucker, man. I mean, there's no just, there's no other way of saying it. Dumbest fucking rocks, dumb motherfucker. Anyways, so the world's coming back alive. But there's some shitty tours happening as well. Uh, not to knock the man himself, but this Attila and Tilly's show looks like hot trash because Dayseeker is hot trash. Um, but I get that that's Franz's style. Like, you know, and I even agree with the man on most of his social media posts. But that that tour is hot trash. Limp Biscuit and Spirit Box is hot trash. I think Notfest is trying to re-up itself. And most of the bands that they are involved with are hot trash. Um, there's just a lot of bullshit you know, bullshit tours out there. But I'm trying to get these Acacia Strain tickets, so I'm excited for that. Uh, the little bit about the Handmaids. Let's, let's go there. Handmaids Tales. Uh, I thought June was going to die at some point in this season. Turns out she didn't. Um, but I think she will die eventually. Uh, a little bit of foreshadowing her and the younger kids. She kind of passed off the... The torch to her, like, look, you got to kill these motherfuckers. There's no, there's no saving them. There's no bartering, bartering with them. And pretty much, she followed through with that even in the end of the episode where she killed Commander Fred. Or they, at least they hinted at it. Um, it's quite possible maybe he made it, but they don't. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's dead. Um, did I feel like? I kind of felt like. He had that coming. He had that coming. Fred had that coming for a long time. Serena has it coming, too. Uh, but Fred had it coming, and, you know, it seemed like his death was a little bit kind of not untimely, but a little bit rushed. Like, they should have tortured the motherfucker. They just literally gang-jumped him in the woods, uh, June and her squad. They cut his finger off, and I was like, well, you know, he deserved to fate much worse than the one he got. Uh, but I do like the image where they're above him and all the flashlights are on the ground. It kind of looks like, uh, I want to say it looks like a pentagram. It looks like a sacrificial. I mean, you get that kind of imagery. Maybe it's not meant to be that way. kind of looks like Iron Man's chest piece that he had. Like a power move. I, I kind of got that sense of it. Like, that's what they were going for with that image. Like, you know, they're going to sacrifice him for the greater good. Uh, but Commander Fred, through and through, was a bitch. He turned... First, he got fucked up by Canada. 
Then he laid rat on Gilead. Then he tried to make peace. <laughs> I mean, it was a, just a through and through a bitch. He had, and I, I don't see no better fitting ending for Serena than to turn her ass into a handmaid. And, you know, perhaps take her eye, maybe her tongue out, you know, and turn her into handmaid. That's the fate she deserves for having a child. Um, she can get pregnant. Everybody thought she couldn't, you know. She probably deserves to be handmaid. Who knows what's what her fate's going to be. Uh, there's still a lot of loose ends in that show. Like, I don't know what's going on with, uh, Hannah. I don't know if they're, they're ever going to get her back, but I think that's, I think they're going to end up, I think that's how Jen ends up getting Hannah back. She's going to have to end up over in Gilead, hung on the wall. I think that's, I think Aunt Lydia, I thought Aunt Lydia deserved to die as well, but, um... I think she may end up taking over Serena. And I think Janine needs to die. And the young girl needs to kill her. And the young girl needs to kill a few more commanders along the way. Maybe before she dies. Or eventually escapes. Or maybe she become an aunt herself. You know, and, and punish Serena accordingly. I mean, we'll see how that goes. But then overall, I thought the season was good. I mean, it kind of, kind of dragged on a little bit. They focused a lot on June again. I kind of, and I know it's June's story, but I kind of feel like the story has gone beyond June. In a sense that you want to see Fred get fucked up. You want to see Serena get fucked up. You want to see, I want to see Nick die too. Nick's a big bitch as well, but I know he's playing both sides. Commander Lawrence, I mean, what's his end game? Is he trying to take over Gilead as, as himself? You know, but he's going to posture himself. That's why I think he's posturing himself to be, like, the future of Gilead. And I kind of think, like, there, there's some power plays going on in the, between the other commanders, you know. So overall, that was good. I mean, I kind of feel like the Handmaid's I, having the 10 episode when I thought it was going to go 13 kind of sucked. Because I was expecting like another episode this week, like a cool down episode. And perhaps like a little tease of where it's going. But they don't say where the next season is going other than Serena is in a world of shit. Um, and she needs to be in a world of shit. I almost think that she's going to have a baby. Even though June told her the baby was going to die. But I think that baby is going to get stripped from her. And she's going to be sent to Gilead, knowing full well that she can bear children and the horrors that lay in wait for her. And I think I think eventually Gilead would be bombfucked because they're, I'm getting the sense that they're financially stressed. I think they've been financially stressed this entire time. But the hot commodity is these fucking, these handmaids are what's going to, like they're using the women as cattle in a sense. And, I, and I'd like to also find out what exactly happened. They just said that the birth rates fell in the world, almost to the point of nothing. Uh, I would like to find out if they figure that out scientifically, what happened. Um, I'd also like to see a little bit of a pre... I would like to see the fall of the United States as an avenue that they might take it for a couple of episodes. Because the United States, it was the United States, and then Gilead offered up a solution, and they, they ended up overpowering what was left of the United States. So I would like to see what happened there, you know. So there is a, there is some room for growth on the handmaids, and I think they can run it a couple more seasons uh, before the, as you, you know, as the saying goes, you, you beat the dead horse, you know, you're just beating the dead horse to death. See, I kind of feel like that's where The Walking Dead is. Um... I haven't checked in on The Walking Dead in I don't know how long. And supposedly they get like a two or three or four million viewers every episode still. Which is fucking insane to me because I don't know nobody that watches it. But I mean, I guess back in the day, there probably 60 million people watching it. They made a billion dollars. There's still 
several million people watching it. And you know what? I mean, they just maybe they decreased the budget, got rid of some top name actors, and you know they're gonna run this course until only a thousand people are watching it. You know, but I hope they finish up soon, because I mean at that point I'd like to know what exactly happens if they ever get rid of all the zombies. You know, but I think that show that show can be eternal. Uh, kind of like these, like the X Files, that goes on for like fucking twenty seasons. Because it, eternally, I mean, I don't know. I don't think they've. I don't fear the Walking Dead was one show. Uh, the Walking Dead was like it already happened. Shit already went to waste, and they're stuck. Like in the middle of fucking Atlanta. I don't know where the fuck they were at. I'd like to see them move to New York. I don't know if that if they've done that. I don't, I'd like to see them get out of that area of the world and get to like the coast, you know, move the whole. But I don't know. I like I said, I don't know if that if they've done that or not. Uh, I'd like to see how it ends. I'd like to see who's left still of the cast from the OG like cast. I know I know Rick is gone. No, Carl died. You know, so you know. But I think the Handmaids could also milk it for a couple of episodes. I think they probably are because that's probably one of Hulu's best shows. Now that I have Hulu, I do once in a while cruise the movie section and I look for stuff to watch on there. But there isn't, there just isn't much there. There just isn't. And then the and then Hulu's you watch Hulu and they throw commercials on their shit and I'm like and they're like well you can get the premium. Like, no, no, dog, I already fucking got the Hulu fucking, I already paid for Hulu. I'm not going to pay double. Why, why won't you just fucking offer that straight up? Like, Netflix does, like, get rid of the ads. I get that that's, they think that's their formula, but that also, that also takes away from the shows. Uh, some of these shows are meant to be commercial free, you know. What they should do, and I, and I understand that it's their model, but what they should do is run heavy commercials in the front and then and be done with it. Or, you know, if you're watching a show, have the option like Spotify does. Watch three or four minutes of commercial and we'll give you two hours of un, uninterrupted uh, play. But Hulu makes it... A, a point to fucking throw a commercial in at some random ass moment of a show. And I get that that's like, they want to be the t- the TV of streaming service, but their, their shit is whack. And, that, and I, that's why I particularly don't cruise Hulu for most of anything. Because mostly whatever's on Hulu is on Amazon Prime or on Netflix or on Disney already. So they don't have very much OG content. Because Netflix is just fucking absorbing. And Amazon, and I think Amazon and Disney have really, like, cock-blocked them, in a sense, to the point where, like, where can they go and just make a purchase? Like, oh, I'm going to go buy all of, all of the Marvel Universe. You know, or I'll buy all of the Disney Universe, or I'll buy Pixar. Like, they can't. Because that's on Disney+. Plus. They can't just go to... And now that everybody has a streaming service, like HBO Max, you can't go to HBO and like, hey, let me fucking stream Game of Thrones for a year. And they can't get Netflix to shit, because Netflix not going to give it. I mean, so that I mean Hulu's original content is fucking, like I said, is completely trash. Just bone fight, just trash. But that's beyond the point. The Handmaid's is good. I'd probably give the season probably like a 7 out of 10. Kind of drug on. There were some good moments in it. Um, but it kind of drug on. Actually, they could have sped up that whole, most of that shit. The escape, the recapture, like, that could have been done in, like, an episode. And they could have killed Fred off a lot quicker. I mean, it, there was a lot of filler in there. A lot of filler. And I get that, that they're trying to give everybody a little bit of time and make, you know... Yeah, the goal is to keep Hulu. You, get, you subscribe and you paid, paid attention. So I mean, I get it. But I think it was okay. It was like, you know, it's not as good as the first season or two. See, now, like I said, now in the Hammies, you're kind of just like, okay, June's story, okay. Like, 
what is going to happen with Serena? What the fuck? We've been, I've been fucking vying for Serena to get the axe. And I'm and vying for uh, Fred to get fucked up for a cool minute. And, I mean, like, they're just dragging on a little bit. They're dragging way on. But, I mean, like I said, that's neither here nor there. Um, also, okay, so... I watched on Amazon Prime, and I've seen a lot of people on Twitter uh, going on about the show, and I've seen the memes about the show Invincible. So I was like, okay, let me watch it. And I think I watched it in, like, one day. Because I don't know if the episodes are 30 minutes or 40 minutes long, but, like, it's a solid 30 minutes. Like, they, the credit, like, the shows, whoever made the show, the making of that show, Invincible, was good. Hands down, they had the credits and the after scene credits like on everyone, like was a little it was a little juicy nugget. Uh I like how they like the Invincible came out as a clean name and then all and then it started getting bloodier and bloodier and tattered and torn towards the end. And how they and how they how they was like I'm and then it would be cut to Invincible. Or Mark, you're not and it'll be invincible, you know. I liked how that happened. I like, uh, but to me, the you know this this is kind of like this is another Jupiter's Legacy. This is another The Boys. This is another um, also kind of Justice League. This is this is kind of a story. He's already has been piggybacked, so the originality of it isn't all there. As a matter of fact, this is just like. But I don't know if that's supposed to be, like, what they were going for. Because I kind of sense that, that they were going for that a little bit. Like, we're going to tell a Justice League story without it being corny and, and fucking whack as fuck. Like the movie. Or being just utter shit. Like the movie. The Justice League movie. I kind of get this fresh take of it. But it's also got a kind of a blend of, like, the boys. It's just like, but it's also kind of like Jupiter's. Like it's got like a little bit of flavor of everything. Like they pull from a lot of different, uh, a lot of different superhero stories, but give it to you in the sense that maybe you'd want it. And overall, it was good. I liked the story. I I like, you know, where they were going with it. I didn't mind anything that they had going on with it. I kind of like the. You know, the dad, I don't know his name, Omni-Man, uh, him being like Superman and just being invincible and coming from another planet, the Viltrumites or whatever, and his goal was to come and weaken the superheroes here after giving some time, find out their strongest and take them out and then subjugate the whole Earth. Uh, Mark discovers his powers, you know, becomes invincible and... You know, they kind of had, like, an Incredibles moment there, too, where there's this guy who makes superhero suits in some deep, dark cave. And see, I kind of think that there was a little bit of, like, they kind of just had all these different stories and kind of threw it into one. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if they were going for that. But in just telling the story in a different way. But there's a guy called Dark Shadow, and he's, like, a Batman dude. They had... A fish dude, and he's kind of like Aquaman. And then they had War Woman, Wonder Woman. <laughs> I mean, they, it literally, and then they had a fucking another guy who was, it was, I think he wasn't Omni Man. He was, um, I think he was like a god or something. And he has a, I don't know, whatever. But there was a lot of similarities. I was like, yo, it's just like, I got what I was thinking. I don't know nothing about how it's supposed to be. Uh, the boys had similar, similar things as well. You know, Homelander, to me, it was like a, that was like the rated R version of the Justice League. This Invincible, to me, it was a different, it's a different take on it. Uh, because, but you know what? I, I gotta say also, like, you know, I can't think of the, the fucking right off the top of my head, but I think it's 
DC-esque as well. The fucking, um, and I actually liked the movie with Dr. Manhattan, Dr. Manhattan and fucking Rorschach and a couple of, I can't think of the name of that off the top of my head. What I like about that is that the Superman of the group is Dr. Manhattan. And they they tear him down. They make him that he's not only is he invincible and omnipresent, and he has like the craziest powers in the world. Uh, he gets taken down by what would be the Batman of the group, you know, the pretty boy. I don't know his name, and I can't think of the fucking name of the movie that that is uh, because I don't watch it that often. Uh, most of you out there might know it, but I don't really care. Um, either way, but I, I like that Batman, that bat, that that version of Batman, the sm- world's smartest man, maybe the fastest man, mo- probably the most untouchable man. And, they, and Rorschach says that he wanted this to go fucking kill him. Like they didn't even know if that was possible either. But it wasn't. It was possible if Doctor Manhattan would fucking just zap him out of existence like he did on several wars and different things of the nature. And ultimately, he set off a bomb that united, that had a Dr. Manhattan-esque energy and the whole world turned against the supers. More specifically, Dr. Manhattan, but that united them in peace. And so that that was, you know, that's how that... And Rorschach was like, no fucking way. No fucking way is this guy going to kill all these fucking people and, and we're just supposed to fucking forgive him? And he's like, yes, like, that's what is going to happen. And that's what ended up happening. He ended up zapping Rorschach out and Manhattan just retreated to the, to the moon or to Mars or whatever, wherever he was at. Uh, but this Invincible kind of had a, a little bit more of like the Superman feel of it, especially him coming from another planet and then being the world's strongest hero. He ends up destroying and killing off the, I forgot what they're the Globe Defenders or the Globe Patrol or whatever they were called. See, I think that Invincible was supposed to be like a joke. That's why I was like, okay, but I mean, it was a good joke, like. But I don't know if it, if it was totally supposed to be a joke. But, I mean, it's kind of lighthearted in that sense. Because Mark, Mark is actually a funny character. Because he's not really into the superhero shit. And everything he does superhero just fucks up other shit. Uh, you know, there's just uh, they're just some funny shit in there. That this sneak humor, kind of dark humor-ish. Um, and there's the violence that you're not going to get in other shows. So, I mean, overall it was good, but basically, Omni-Man fucking wants to take over the whole world, and it's kind of like, I think that was kind of like what happened with Superman eventually, down the road, the humans suck, and he didn't want to defend them more. Um, but like I said, though, like visually it looked good, and the way they did it, the show, like, I ended up watching all the credits because every little nugget past the credits was like I wanted to see what was going on so I liked that that aspect like they, the, and then overall the color of it I liked how it went they threw in a little bit of CGI in there they kind of had a little anime moments they had a kaiju and I like how they casually just dropped that shit Omni-Man would roll up to the house and be like damn I just fought a kaiju in Japan right now <laughs> or then it was like Mark comes home, he's like, Dad went to a, into a portal to another dimension. The mom was like, oh, okay, so he'll be home a little late for dinner? And he shows up like five minutes later. <laughs> After he destroyed the whole planet, that shit was funny. Um, but then he just turned out to be a bad guy. And I was like, but you knew that from the beginning. And there was Dark Shadow, is he? Okay, I don't know if it was Dark, no, there was Dark Shadow was the Batman looking dude. There was the other dude. That looked like Hellboy. And they sent him back to hell. 
See, this is where I was like, okay, they're just trying to, they're just trying to pull all the comics into one and just make it make it like a fucking different story. And it was literally that was literally a, hair, a Hellboy-ass character. Uh, but overall, Invincible was good. I mean, I don't know if you've seen it. Uh, the fight between Mark and his dad was pretty good towards the end. Uh, I liked how he just took off. And Mark might get stronger. Woo! Shit. But yeah, I mean, that was a that was a really good... Really good show. I watched that. Also, Loki episode three came out. I think there's some interesting things that came out in episode three. Uh, to me, the interesting things are they got it. They dug into. You started to learn a lot more about Loki and Sylvie. Sylvie's a little bit more mysterious, but you started. I I like that this show is more Loki centered because you're learning about him. Uh, it turns out. He's bisexual and he's fucking princes and princesses like left and right. And he's like, yeah, uh, Sylvie's hundreds of years old. So is Loki. Uh, you know, he kind of, I don't know if he likes her, but it's kind of, I think they might cross that road. Like maybe they'll kiss. I'm kind of, I, I, I think they should. And I'll tell you why. I think Loki should end up kissing Sylvie because that's just a whole other... That actually might crash the multiverse in in and of itself. Like the two Lokis actually maybe even procreating. I don't know. Like that, that you know, and you get two super-powered Lokis into one. I mean, that could be a thing. I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I don't, don't really know a little ahead of myself. I don't know if they were going to go that route either. But like there's a little odd play between them. And I like the where it's going. Like Sylvia's a little bit more secretive but but her power is different and differ from the Lokis we're seeing. And there's other Lokis out there. They already said that there's like a bunch of them. So I I, I like where episode 3 is going. I can't wait for episode 4 because I'm like well they're stuck on Lamentes or wherever they're stuck at, they're stuck on that planet, and the planet's about ready to get fucking blown up. So, with all that said, um, I forgot what other shit I wanted to talk to you about, but... Oh, I started watching Godzilla Singular Point, and I do love the first two episodes. I have not finished it um, yet, but I'm going to. I'll probably finish it tomorrow. Uh, I'll watch it. So far, so good. Jet Jaguar... From what I've seen, uh, the anime is taking some major liberties with this. Uh, Jet Jaguar looks corny, but I kind of, I kind of actually understand where they're coming from. That this is like a Godzilla multiverse as well. Like the radio frequencies are coming in, kind of foreshadowing a warning, and they're gonna build a Jet Jaguar to beat Godzilla, and they're gonna do it that way. Or Godzilla's gonna come and try to save the world his own way. So I like how they're I like what's going on so far with the radio waves and how they got to Rodan. It was radio wave monster emitter or something and they cut it to Rodan and they started making songs of it. Uh, but they just flooded the world with Rodans. At first there was one, there was like three or four, and now it seems like there's like hundred like hundreds of them Rodans fucking flying around. So that's cracking. But before, you know, before all of that happened, I went to Santa Barbara and I had a blast. Uh, I love, I, I mean, I can't stress this enough, man. I come from the shithole, a shithole. It's been Fontana, California, the Inland Empire, Rancho Cucamonga, San Bernardino, Mira Loma, Drupa Valley, Drupa Valley. Uh, Corona for to an extent, uh, Rialto, Colting, Grand Terrace, Devor has been a, just a fucking shithole. Hemet, the Inland Empire is just a fucking a turd, or used to be a turd on a, even a blight 
on the face of the earth. Because I cannot believe. You cannot believe what the world is like outside of your barriers unless you physically go and see it. And I know, I know Alaska toots itself as being this fucking nature, wilderness, fucking great outback. You know, you got fucking uh, Salt Lake City and the fucking mountains and the Denver, Colorado and the Rocky Mountains and all that bullshit. But California's coast on the 101 and the 1 is probably, I mean, to me personally, I mean, it is fucking gorgeous? I mean, is that an overstatement? Gorgeous? I mean, is that a little fucking weird of me saying that? It's gorgeous. Uh, I took my girlfriend to Santa Barbara a while ago just to go visit for the day, and she she liked it. I mean, it, Santa Barbara is a beautiful town. Santa Barbara, California is a beautiful town, right on the beach. Uh, it's got, a, to me, it's got a, a great mix of like historic slash new slash great food down State Street, man. Uh, I think we hit it at the park this time even more so than the last time. Um, you know, you know, and again, I didn't do everything I wanted to even do there. I mean, there's so, there's, it's just big enough to where you can get lost there for like a week doing things, seeing things, but it's just small enough to where you're like, okay, a week or two there, you might see everything, do everything, and you want to, like, zoom out maybe, like, see the surrounding cities, but it's so, it's just upscale enough, where actually it's really upscale, to where you don't get, it's not like, and it's far enough removed from LA to where you're not like, you don't get the LA crowd, but Santa Barbara is, is fucking gorgeous, man, I mean, I really, lo- I really love spending time there. I- I've gone there now a handful of times, and all the times that I've been there, um, what can I say? I mean, I've, I've enjoyed it every time, just like I've enjoyed San Francisco, just like I've enjoyed most of California. Um, and it's one of these things, too. Like, I don't know what else to say about it, but, like, Santa Barbara is a really classy city. It's really... Um, super, super classy, it's kind of like, you know, I don't know what to say about Santa Barbara, if you've never been there, I would highly recommend it, they got great food, there's wine everywhere, Um, and I talked about this the last time, because when I went to Santa Barbara and Carpinteria with my girlfriend the other day, on a a daycation, we got to see Carpinteria a little bit more this time. Um, we ran up to Pismo Beach in Oceano in the sand dunes. And I think she got to see some things that there's a possibility to do there. Like Oceano is probably about an hour past Santa Barbara. A little bit uh, right around the San Luis Obispo area. But you get to go, if you have a 4x4 car, a pickup, you can just drive up on the beach. Like that's hard. I don't know where there's not many, very many places you can do that in the world. Especially, you would think, like, who would do that in California? But they, you can. And and Pismo Beach is nice, too. We didn't stay there very long. We were only there for, like, two hours, maybe. And that, to me, was kind of like... I just wanted to... For me and my girlfriend to go there and see it. Because, you know... It's not so... You know, you get run down. Everybody gets run down and they're run-of-the-mill life, uh, seeing the same things every day, like seeing the same, your ghetto, like, oh, eating the same shit. Like, you want to see, go see some shit. So we went to Pismo Beach, you know, and I really liked it. I like Pismo Beach. Um, I like the scenery around it. It's, it's, like I said, just low-key. Oceano looks like hella fun to go with some ATVs. Um, you know, to drive around the beach on your fucking, on your pickup. Uh, that looks like hella fun as well. Uh, to be out there on the beach, you know, and and then we had good food that night. 
we had we went back to Santa Barbara, you know, and we went and got out of McConnell's McConnell's ice cream. We got these things called Sammy's with these homemade cookies, fucking bomb. And then I got, you know, ice cream in it and had like these cookie sandwiches, but fresh, not the shitty ones that you get at the gas station. Those overly frozen ones that are not really good. This one was fresh, hot, amazing. Then we got a piece, slice of pizza at some pizza joint. And uh, and actually, uh, where we went to go eat dinner was, I think, it was, I don't know what it was called. We were next door to the red, the red piano in Santa Barbara. Next door to it, there's like a pizza wing spot. I think it's called Pachi's Pizza or something like that. Uh, good food, and the red piano next door was bumping the live jams, and I was like, yeah, that was a good, a good fucking little, um, it was a good little evening that night. The next day, we hit up, um, the next morning, we hit up Solvang, which is another eye-opening city. Now, we went to Solvang, we went to go get some food, uh, I forgot what the place was called. But a really nice little, a little, a really nice little setup there, you know. Uh, Solvang, I mean, if you just want to go just to see some crazy shit, Solvang is where it's at. You, you can get a Solvang in a, you know, it's an old Danish town, number one. So everything's kind of like that. And, you know, we, we stopped in a couple of bakeries, stopped in a couple of little stores, you know, got some stuff, you know, had some breakfast there, seen some stuff. So overall, kind of was like, you know, to me, it was like a fun experience there. A place where I was talking to my girlfriend, like, yeah, we'd like to go back. It's something you want to go back and, and see, maybe stay there a night or just be there like a whole day. Because they have bars, they have nightlife, they have food, they have bakery, they have breakfast. I mean... And, and the whole thing is, there's towns. Santa Barbara is a town. Pismo is a town. Uh, Oceano is a town. Solving is a town. And around it is fucking a beautiful fucking landscape. Like, untouched by man hands. It's a landscape where you kind of feel like, damn, like, why isn't most of the world made like this? To me, anyways, like, beautiful, no trash, no graffiti, wineries, rolling hills, the nice beach, um, beautiful trees everywhere, you know, green. You see a lot of green going up the 101. The 101 up the coast, and we didn't even go, I I mean, I think me and my girlfriend, I'm going to try to talk her into taking a week and going, traveling up the coast to San Francisco, maybe even like a week and a half. Uh, I like to go if the Raiders play up up north, you know, make it, you know, see them in the San Francisco, Santa Clara, you know, stadium. But there's so much to see up the coast, you know. I, we didn't get to San Luis Obispo. I was telling her about how, like, it looks like a jungle. There's so many trees. There's this and that. You know, I've been up there, and to me, every time I go up there, I'm, like, blown away by how it looks compared to where I'm at, where I live, and what I see every day, how far removed I am from, like, a beautiful, uh, and, and, you know, honestly, the the Interstate 5 Freeway in California is a fucking, a wasteland going through Central California. It's a fucking pitiful wasteland with not much to see do or even know but the coast on the 101 is amazing and i'm sure norcal most of norcal up past frisco and up you know in salcedo up that area eureka is a i'm sure i'm almost positive it's amazingly beautiful i would like to go i would like to see it you know like so what i said i'd like to go you know, California is a big motherfucking state. I've been to Bishop, and I do love me some Bishop as well. But going up to the 101 is just, it's beautiful because the beach and the scenery. I know she wants to go to Big Sur. 
we want to go to Morro Bay, Salinas. Um, there's a couple of other spots along the way that is just absolutely, to me, seems like fucking gorgeous. And then San Francisco, uh, you can get lost in the city itself. Uh, San Francisco's a whole nother vibe. Like every major city, and I got I would like to get back to the major cities and have a discussion of all the major cities. But every major city takes on a different vibe. New York's got a different vibe than LA. LA's got a different vibe than San Francisco. San Francisco's got a different vibe than San Diego. San Diego's got a different vibe than New Orleans. New Orleans got a different vibe than Atlanta. And so on and so forth. And in LA, you know, LA's, you know, just it's it's a different vibe, man. Like, you know, LA's one way, San Francisco's another. Like, it just and they're, you know, to me, what separates LA and San Francisco, San Francisco is a little bit more, for whatever reason, historic. It's like every other street is a fucking is something you want to take a picture of. In L.A., that's not the case. But there's a lot more stuff going on in L.A., I think, than San Francisco, especially when it comes to music, uh, music affairs, the concerts and shit like that, sports as well now. Um, but besides, we went to Solvang. Solvang, amazing. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful town. I mean, I really like just even walking around for like the hour or two we did. I think my girlfriend loved it. I, I liked it. I hadn't been to Solvang since I was a kid. Uh, I knew it existed. I just had not gone. Uh, and after that, we found out that there was a uh, casino. Lo and behold, like probably like 10 minutes past Solvang, maybe 15 minutes, called Chumash Casino, which is a beautiful Indian resort and casino, hotel, resort, and spa, whatever it is. Uh, we came up on a few, I came up on a few bucks. I probably came up on like 80 bucks there. My girlfriend came up, on, I think I'm like probably a bonus of 500. Um, we didn't eat there, but we had some, but we had some drinks, did some gambling, got to see the casino and, uh, you know, have some fun there, you know, as well. I, Chumash is, a, it, I mean, for it, for it being next door to Santa Barbara, I think my girlfriend now is so like, oh, if we go to Santa Barbara again and we head up that way again, we can go to the casino for some nightlife. You know, I'm sure post-COVID that they got they got a buffet there and they got food a food court and they got, you know, a hotel there. I'm sure they've got a club that maybe is off limits currently, but, you know. We hit up Chumash Casino. We had some fun there. And then we came back. We had some steak dinners at this place called uh, Chucks of Hawaii or something like that. Uh, I had a steak and lobster, which I absolutely loved. I hadn't had lobster in a minute. Um, a salad. I had a, an amazing salad. had some fucking grilled, grilled veggies. So all of that was good, man. I had a blast in Santa Barbara, you know. With my girlfriend, we had. I think she had a blast too. I can't. You know, I don't want to put any words in her mouth, but I think she liked it. We had a really good time. I had a good time. Uh, and just seeing, just being out there, away from where we're at. Like I said, to me, it's so far removed from like Los Angeles life that you're like, wow, like this, like, and the coast is so beautiful, like. The California coast is amazing, man. I mean, that's why the California is the number. I think if it's not number one, it's the number two state. It's between us and New York. So the rest, I don't give a fuck. Florida, Texas, Alaska, any other state, Louisiana, Nevada, Arizona. I don't give a fuck. Washington, Oregon, in Oregon. Your states don't measure up to California and New York. I don't give a fuck about Massachusetts either, um, because you just does, it just does not. California's got the weather, it's got the scenery, it's got every fucking thing imaginable in LA and in San Francisco and in San Diego, and it's got it's got enough hood to make it fucking make sense. I mean, it's a giant melting pot of amazing. 
That's why California is amazing. And if it's fucking hot here in the Inland Empire, where I'm at 102, You drive two hours to fucking three hours to Santa Barbara, the coast, Pismo, and you fucking be chilling, big chilling in like 70 degree weather. And that's exactly what happened to us. It was 100 and some degrees, and then we fucking went over there, 63 degree weather. It's a nice little breeze. Almost have to wear a fucking little sweater every day, everywhere you went. Just what it is, man. That's the life. Um, I don't know what I missed. I mean, I'll probably uh, do another episode sooner than... Like I said, I'm going to watch Godzilla's Singular Point, so we're going to talk about that next um, next episode. And I probably won't be as tardy in the next episode. I just got caught up on a lot of shit and, you know, just... I have, a, I have to live a life, too. I mean, I do podcasting for fun. This is not a job. This is something I do as a hobby. I Like I said before, I like to turn it around and make some money at this. But, you know, you know what it is. It's just like... I've, I've been watching. I've had, like I said, I've watched The Handmaid. That's ended. Um, Loki just picked up. Godzilla Singular Point just dropped. I watched Invincible. You know, just... Watching some shit, getting those shows out the way. I'm kind of hoping for the Bad Batch to wrap up soon, so I can talk about that. I'd like for uh, my hero to wrap up, so I can talk about what's going on there. I think my hero's got fucking at least another 20 episodes before it probably dips out. Um, but yeah, so with all that said, guys, I'll catch you guys on the next episode. I'm gonna uh. Get out and get something to eat right now, and um, I'll get this posted up here shortly. All right, uh, you know what to do. Spread the word about me, guys. You know, let them know that the D is silent is fucking an enjoyable podcast. <laughs> I don't want to fucking hustle you guys for fucking listens, but I mean, end game. I don't. I don't. I don't want to do construction my whole entire life. I'd like to do something creative. And uh, maybe this is it. Try my hand at it. I'm probably going to, like I said, I want to do the YouTube thing. The YouTube vlog cast. Podcast. And I'd like to fucking, um, you know, do that. Like, be an interesting little career choice down the road. But anyways, guys, anyways, let them know. Let, take a listen. Take a gander of what I'm talking, all the shit, I'm bullshit I'm talking about. And, uh... And thank you for listening. So I'm out, you guys. Till next time. Laters.